Welcome to Audit Bites, the show where we give you bite-sized chunks of information and education to help you excel in your audit career. Join our host, Robert Berry, as we tackle another tough auditing topic this week. Welcome, friends, to episode number 10 of Audit Bites. Today's topic, when physical security fails. So now, you guys, Audit Bites is the first live show where we talk about, well, auditing, right? We're available on all major podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Amazon, wherever you want to learn about auditing in a podcasting format, we're probably there. And guess what? You can also get CPE just for watching me. Go to auditbytes.com for more info on that. So listen, guys, lately I've been doing a lot of training at IIA chapters for private clients and at some big IIA conferences. So if you're looking for pretty good audit trainer, call me up. You can go to my website, hit the contact form, email me. I probably have something that meets your needs. Listen, my friends, our entire job as internal auditors is about asking questions. If you can't ask good questions of your audit clients, consider your career dead. Check out the first and only book about how to ask questions while auditing. It's called Ask Better Questions, Get Better Answers, Perform Better Audits. It's available on Amazon and it's a chart topper. You can go to askgetperform.com for more information on that. So, without further ado, let's get to the topic. When physical security fails. When physical security fails. So let's talk about that for a moment. You see, we as auditors, we should know a lot about physical security, especially those of us who work for organizations that have significant physical assets. I mean, think about it. I'm pretty sure retail auditors check physical security when auditing store locations. I'm sure bank auditors check physical access to the building as well as to the vault because you don't want just anyone having keys to the vault. So this seems logical and reasonable. I mean, I'm pretty sure Krispy Kreme auditors make sure that the donuts are secure. That Maybe not that one, right? That's probably just my stomach growling because it is lunchtime. And I do thank all of you for being here around lunchtime because Heather is here today. Heather says, hello there, friend. Hey, my friend, I heard you got your t-shirt. Hopefully you like it. Let me know how it fits. Better yet, let LinkedIn know how it is. Tell them where they can get one just like it. Clarence says, greetings. Clarence says, Rob, I see you will be the closing keynote in Vegas next month. Yes, Clarence, I will be the closing keynote. I'm very excited about that as if you couldn't tell. Will you be in Vegas is the question, Clarence. Will you be in Vegas? Because you know, my man, we have never actually met in person. We've talked on Zoom a few times. We've talked on LinkedIn, but we have never, ever met in person. And Marvin is here and Marvin says, hello. Marvin, good to see you, my man. Today we were talking about when physical security fails and we were talking about the physical security over Krispy Kreme donuts. Okay, no, we weren't. That was just me because I was hungry. And Heather says it's an awesome shirt. If you guys didn't know, 
there's merch on my website for audit folks. You know, shirts that say stuff like I love audit. Audit is the best. Auditors are the best people in the world. Stuff like that. Go to my website, thatauditguy.com, and cop your audit gear. All right, so the topic at hand, when physical security fails. So let me go back to the podcast I do on Fridays with Joe Irvin and Kelly Paxton. It's called The Friday Fraudster, and on that podcast, we break down fraud cases. Usually we take two fraud cases from the news and we talk about them. So what I'm going to talk about now is episode 15, way back, because right now we're on episode 30. So episode 15, we talked about an incident at an Arizona long-term care facility. In that facility, there was a young woman who was in a coma. Nothing really unusual about that, right? You have long-term care facilities that care for the elderly, the indigent, or just people who can't care for themselves, right? Well, this young woman who was in a coma ended up becoming pregnant. Now, that's pretty bad, but if it wasn't bad enough, there were weak controls surrounding access to the building at this facility. And apparently it was not, I repeat, it was not a secret. Many people knew that physical security in the building was lacking. So now what I'm about to show you guys is a clip from a tipster. The local news station interviewed this tipster, and I want you to listen to what she had to say about physical security at the location. Let me cue that up for us. Now, take a listen and let me know if you cannot hear the sound. You should be able to hear this sound. Doing them. The former Hacienda employee is also calling out the facility for being lax in their security. Too many entrances. Too many opportunities. Anybody could have come in. I myself have come in the back way. Were these other doors locked? Did you need a key card? Nope. Sources tell us the woman and her baby are now being cared for at local hospitals in the valley. We're also hearing the facility is now stepping up security when it comes to visitors in the building. All right. So you guys heard that. Here's a facility whose job is to care for people. There was a woman who was in a coma who ended up pregnant. Here's a worker telling the local news station that security in the building was lax. Now auditors, our job is a very serious one. Based on this, you can tell literally lives are at stake. There's no telling what could have happened with lax security at this building. So us, Auditing physical security is something that is extremely, extremely serious. But I think building security is a no brainer for us. That's one that's easy. We can easily check that one off the list. Hey, let's see who has access to the building. If you're a bank, let's see who has access to the safe. If you're a car dealership, who has access to the actual vehicles? Big things like that are easy or they should be. So the question I ask you, when is the last time you've actually audited the physical security of the building that houses your employees and your significant assets? Now, that's just a basic question, because I'm sure, again, most of us cover that one. So what we're going to talk about today are some of those lesser known things that we need to be looking at when it comes to physical security. But before we go there, 
Let's talk about some other people that are here. Mohammed is here again from Lebanon. Good to see you, my man. Good to see you. We actually need to hop on the Zoom at some kind at some time point in time, Mohammed, and just chop it up for a little bit. My man John is here from North Carolina. Hey, John, how's it going? John, you say EINs. What about the EINs? What are you saying about them today, John? What is important about the EINs? Okay, so now, again, as auditors, we easily identify physical security when it comes to like, like a building or physical assets. But what I want to talk about is something that we may not have thought about. So in your office building, well, for those of us who are back in the office and not working at home, I'm sure you've seen that secret room on every floor. You know, the one where it's always locked and no one knows what's in it. That's more than likely your data closet, the hub of the computer activity in your office space. You know, it kind of looks like this. You know, that door, it's nondescript. It's either brown or it's black or it's white. Well, there's some secrets behind that door that should be looked at. From our standpoint, we need to make sure that only the right people have access to that room. Now, I know it probably seems like a secret room, but let's talk about what's in there. That room usually houses the wires that go back to your organization's data center. And as we know, in today's digital age, data is important. Someone could compromise that room and they could put in something that's called a sniffer, where they could see all of the activity that's coming across your network. Then they could steal your customer's data. Now, how upset would your customers be if their data was stolen? So if you're auditing an area, you want to always look at that data closet. Look at the physical security surrounding it. Who has access to get into that room? It's extremely important. Because in today's day and age, oftentimes your digital assets are worth more than your physical assets. Could you imagine if Facebook no longer had access to the Internet? Or could you imagine if there was a significant breach at Facebook? We might lose our trust in the organization, which means we might stop using the organization. Heather says, it's been a while, but I've never let anyone slide in behind me if I did not know them and that they were still an active employee. So Heather's talking about the physical security. That is good, Heather. We don't want people piggybacking in behind you. And Muhammad says, anytime, my friend. Yes, anytime. We'll have to set that up. John says, more relevant than ever in a digital world to ensure authenticity. That's right, my man. We want to ensure the authenticity of data. But before we even get to the authenticity of it, I'm talking about the physical security surrounding the devices that transmit our data. You see, a lot of us non-IT auditors, we think that there's nothing we can do to help the IT auditors. But I'm telling you, looking at that data closet, that is one thing that you can do to help out the IT auditors. Who has access to it? When is the last time they went in that closet? Why did they go in that closet? Usually it's just your IT people or your maintenance personnel. So today you're on episode number 10 of Audit Bytes. And what we're talking about is physical security. I started today's show talking about a long-term care facility in Arizona that was caring after a woman who was in a coma. This woman that was in a coma ended up pregnant. A tipster from the organization went to the local news station and told them how lax the security was, that anyone could get in and out of the building. Now, I started the show with that to stress just how important it is 
for us as auditors to audit physical security. I think human life and significant physical assets, that's an easy one. We know that we're like, oh yeah, we need to check the physical security of our inventory of our computers and things like that. So now what I'm talking about are some of those lesser known areas where physical security is extremely important. So right now what I'm talking about is that data closet that's at the end of your hall. You know, that door that no one knows what it is, but they know it's always locked and you usually see the computer guys coming in and out of it. Whereas auditors, you should be checking those on occasion to see who has access to that room because someone could come in there and wreak havoc by pulling one wire. Now, Marvin, Marvin says smart security cameras should know who is an employee and who's a visitor. Yes, Marvin, I agree with that. And that's in organizations that have invested in that kind of technology, facial recognition and things like that. Some of them can even scan um, your ID card without you even having to pull it out to verify that you're a legitimate employee. And then it will show it on the screen so that your security guards can verify who's coming in and out of the facility. But you'd be surprised how many organizations have yet to invest in that technology. And I would really say you'd be surprised how many, how many governmental agencies and uh, schools, whether public schools or uh, universities and colleges have not invest in any, invested in any of that type of technology. But you are absolutely correct. Smart security cameras are just, you know, very good. Now, Heather is saying they don't have smart cameras. And Heather, you work for a huge uh, multi-billion dollar organization, I think, right? And Marvin says he is from Iraq and they use smart CC cameras. Yep. A lot of companies do and should start doing it. John says AWS servers have this embedded. Oh, John, that's good to know. I didn't know that. So for those of you who don't know, uh, AWS servers or Amazon servers, Amazon Web Services is what AWS stands for. Um, that's actually really good to know. That's pretty cool. Did not know that. So, all right, that data closet that's in your organization, you want to be looking at that internal auditors to see who has access to it. Now, I'll tell you, One reason you want to look at it is because your data is at risk. All right. So I'll tell you guys another story. I worked for one organization. It was a university and we actually did a physical security audit. And in doing that physical security audit, I found something that kind of shocked me because I, I just didn't think that this would be an issue, but it was. So let's talk about this for just one minute. One thing that I noticed was that access to the roof was not necessarily secure the way that it should be. See, I would walk by, when we were doing the audit, we'd walk by certain areas for about a two to three week period of time. And I noticed each time we walked by access to the roof in this one location, access was unlocked. And so the roof hatch was open. So what did I do? Well, I went into old management, my concern. And initially they kind of looked at me and said, well, uh, well what's the problem? I mean, Maintenance workers need to actually get up to the roof. And I said, well, there were no maintenance workers in the in the vicinity. So that's something you don't want to leave open for, for an extended period of time. Now, I really like the people at this organization, the management team. So we sat down and we talked about it for a little bit. You know, we did some brainstorming. What are the risks? Well, if you think about it, 
what's one thing that happens at schools uh, more than it actually should, especially as of late? One thing that happens where you might want to make sure your roof access is secure. It's the same thing that happened in Las Vegas several years ago, except for this didn't happen on the rooftop. It just happened from a room that was high up. I want to see if anybody in the audience can guess it. I'll give a little bit of time for a delay here. And if no one guesses it, then I'll move along. But what happens at some places where it's pretty dangerous and it happens from the rooftop? There are a couple of different things that could happen. There are a couple of things that could happen where we want to make sure our roof is secure. John steps in there and says school shootings. Exactly. Heather says snipers. There's also another thing that could happen. Sometimes people climb up to the rooftop and take their own lives. So as an organization, you want to make sure that you are adequately securing your rooftop. As auditors, these are things that we should look at periodically from a physical security standpoint. Yes. John says the University of uh, Texas, Austin. Yeah. Yeah. It just happened. Um, when was that? Can't remember. Wasn't that long ago, though. And then Heather comes in with suicides and then Mohammed says suicides. Right. Um, I don't want to be morbid on this Wednesday, but I'm trying to underscore the seriousness of our job, the breadth and depth of our job and the things that we should be thinking about in our organizations. So when we were doing this physical security audit, we went and looked at rooftop access. We noticed that, well, multiple days in a row, the roof was left. Oh, the rooftop access was left unlocked. And in some instances, it was open. We communicated the concern to the management team. And then we talked about it for a minute. And the management team agreed, hey, this is an issue because it could pose a threat to our organization, to our stakeholders, to our students. And so they did something about it. I really liked working at that organization. That management team was really, really good. So now John says now they have some of the best technical management information systems programs. You're talking about the University of Texas at Austin. Yeah, they actually do. They have some really good programs. All right. So you guys are here with me today on Audit Bites. We're talking about when physical security fails. I started the show talk, started the show off today talking about physical security failing at a long term care facility where a woman who was in a coma ended up pregnant. I stated earlier, that one is kind of easy. We know physical security of the building is very important, but then I also talked about those data closets that you have. You wanna protect your digital assets. Now I'm talking about roof access because you wanna make sure that people don't have access to your roof because you don't want them to do dangerous things. Now, the last story that I'm going to talk about is, well, I was a chief auditor at one organization and Something came in through the whistleblower hotline. The maintenance employees said that, well, people were stealing certain items. Now, I can tell you that the items that they were accused of stealing were small in dollar amount. So I'll tell you what they were stealing. It was alleged that they were stealing cleaning supplies like toilet paper and things like that. Now, let me just break away for just one moment. When you have to investigate things a lot, sometimes I throw a little bit of fun into it because it's just so serious. So when I got this whistleblower complaint in and realized that people were stealing maintenance supplies, 
I actually named this investigation and I named it the toilet paper caper. So let's talk about the toilet paper caper for just one moment. We went in and we looked at the physical security controls surrounding the inventory of maintenance equipment and supplies. And it was not good. Most things were not under lock and key. So we talked to the management team about this. And the management team was not that concerned because they said that the items were low dollar amount. And while I agree that the things were low dollar amount, the things that I heard from the maintenance workers were pretty bad. They said that if management did not want to secure the assets, then what kind of morale was it leaving in the environment? Because what some maintenance workers were doing is they were taking the supplies and they were running their own side businesses. And so those who were doing right and who were not stealing morale was low. So now, sometimes when you look at physical assets as an auditor, you have to look at the dollar amount. But sometimes you have to look at those other risks, you know, like the corporate culture, the morale in the organization. What is being lost there? John says he got his toilet paper card demand planning at Georgia Pacific. Uh, oh, boy. That was kind of funny, John. I'm sorry. But I get it. And then Marvin says, what type of technical system they use for school? And John, now we kind of move topics a little bit. So are you talking about with uh, physical access when I was talking about the roof? Or are you talking about what I'm talking about now? And that is the uh, uh, supplies for uh, maintenance workers. Either way, I can tell you that most of our governmental agencies don't use sophisticated physical security uh, mechanisms. Some are now starting to implement um, um, electronic locking systems where you can lock down the entire facilities. But a majority of them just use physical locks or some of them might use uh, swipe cards. But uh, yeah. Now, Mohammed says he remembers an old case. They were stealing them and reselling them back to the organization. Oh, wow. Yeah. And see, that happens, too. And if you think about it, even if it's just a small dollar amount, um, what's small to the organization might not be that small to an employee. And other employees know that they're doing it. And so now morale becomes low at the organization. And Heather says the roof probably just had a key with no key card access. Yes, that was it. It was just a padlock for the roof, which is still pretty bad in and of itself, too, because anyone could actually go and make a copy of that key. All right. And so John also says storytelling through data and experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, so now. We've talked about physical security and the importance of it for us auditors, but what in the world can you do about it? Well, before we go there, let's talk about this as auditors. Look, we as auditors need to have a community where we can get together and talk candidly about our profession and our careers. Let me say that again. We as auditors need to have some sort of community where we talk candidly and openly about our profession and our career. That is what I aim to do. That is why I do this podcast as well as the Friday Fraudsters podcast, which is on Fridays 
at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's myself, Kelly Paxton and Joe Irvin, where we break down some, you know, fraud cases that are in the news. But if you want to join a new community where we are going to be talking about various things on a regular basis, go to awesomeauditors.club, not .com, .club, and you'll receive a nice little present from me, which is probably one hour of CPE, and then we'll get the ball rolling next month on our regular communications on those tough audit topics that everyone wants to talk about, but very few people do. My goal is to arm us with information and education so that we can all do better in our career. So now that I've gotten that out of the way, when physical security fails, what is the first thing that we should probably do? Well, the first thing we should probably do is determine the assets in the area that we're auditing, right? We're going in to audit an area. What are the assets that need to be protected? Again, if you just joined me, I started off the show talking about a long-term care facility in Arizona that did not protect its most valuable assets, and that was their patients. You see, there was a young woman there who was in a coma, and she ended up pregnant. A whistleblower went to the local news station and talked about how lax the security was. So first, define what are your significant assets in the areas that you are auditing. Once you determine the significant assets, then you can start to see what are the security measures that need to be in place. So next, determine who should have access to those significant assets. Again, not everyone should have access to the rooftop in your organization. Not everyone should have access to get into your organization. And if you missed what I talked about earlier, I was talking about who's protecting the Krispy Kreme donuts because it's lunchtime and I'm hungry. Not everyone should have access to the Krispy Kreme donuts. All right. So determine the assets in the area. Determine who should have access to those assets. The next thing you should do is determine the value at risk. Sometimes you may not be able to put a dollar amount on it. As I just talked about when we investigated what I call the toilet paper caper, small dollar amount, but morale was at an all-time low because people knew that other people were stealing and they felt like the company did not care because they did not do anything about it. So when physical security fails, determine the assets in the area, determine who should have assets, access to those assets, look at the underlying dollar amount and value at risk, and finally, number four, test the expectation to the reality. If you work somewhere and there are significant assets, you should have a reasonable expectation that those assets are adequately protected. So every once in a while, test it. Again, when I'm auditing any department, I look to see who has access to that department. That's just what I do. I look at that data closet that is serving that department and I see who has access to that. Because if somebody pulls a plug to that data closet, it could interrupt operations for, well, a lengthy period of time. If there is a roof hatch next to the department that I'm auditing, I'm looking at that too because I wanna make sure that people in the department are actually safe and secure. So when physical security fails, the final thing you're going to do is Communicate your concerns. Communicate your concerns to management. I told a story earlier about how people were stealing, well, cleaning supplies and toilet paper. I voiced that concern to management. They didn't seem to think it was a big deal initially because of the dollar amount. I agree. The dollar amount is small. However, the employees there felt like the morale was fairly low because they believed 
that people were stealing and management would do nothing about it. So you guys, you've been tuning in to episode number 10 of Audit Bites. This is simply a show where I come on and I take a topic and we just talk about it for a brief period of time. If you have a topic that you would like to discuss, drop me an email. You can go to my website, thatauditguy.com. There you can find my contact information. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Better yet, if you also want to be a guest on the show, let's talk about that as well, covering a topic of interest. Samantha says, interesting to hear from an auditor's perspective. Samantha, what was interesting about it? You see, there I go again. I'm an auditor. We ask a lot of questions all the time. I just want to know, what did you find interesting about it? Interesting as in, wow, that's a little overburdensome. Or interesting as in, never thought about it like that. Or interesting as in, that guy might be just a little bit crazy. But I say all that to say, Audit Bites, episode number 10. We are available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Amazon, Google, anywhere that you want to see anywhere where you currently listen to podcasts. Also, you can catch the replay of this on um, YouTube at my YouTube channel and also at my website at auditguy.com or you can go directly to Audit Bytes. So my name is Robert Berry. This is episode number 10. And the last thing I'd like to say is thank you guys for joining me. Have a good day. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Audit Bites. If you want to do more, see more, be more, check out our website at auditguy.com where you will find quality training. Audit merch. Yes, we have hats, shirts, and other apparel, as well as past copies of this podcast and the Friday Frogster podcast. www.thatauditguy.com. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.